In partnership between News Source One Michiana and Roaring Light Radio, welcome to Roaring Light. Your daily dose of Michiana community news and independent Christian artist music to get you going through the day. Roaring Light hosts are myself, Olivia Keith Hughes, Sylvia Stark, Rachel Kleckner, Pastor Joel Irvin, and Ron Barash. The Public News Service Daily Newscast for October the 26, 2022. I'm Mike Clifford. South Dakota, home to three tribal colleges and universities, higher ed leaders for indigenous populations say they hope to see strong turnout for the midterms, as could help them elevate the pathways of more students. Cheryl Crazy Bull with the American Indian College Fund says because most of these schools are on reservations, they can't rely on state support, only federal funding. She says they hope to see voters research candidates who would make funding a priority so these schools could have more of a firm financial footing. We need people in Congress who support Native higher education so that we can get the kinds of resources that we need. She says additional support can also help address gaps in Native students seeking financial aid. During the pandemic, Congress has provided emergency relief to tribal colleges, but leaders testified before federal lawmakers that their funding levels per student remain inadequate, typically falling below the authorized level of $9,000. I'm Mike Moen. According to the Gallup-Purdue Index, nearly 75% of tribal college alumni said they were employed in areas related to American Indian communities or tribal lands, and many worked directly with their tribe. Food service workers in Pennsylvania and their advocates want Congress to consider and support a new Restaurant Workers Bill of Rights. Our Danielle Smith has more. Sammy Chavin is with the group Family Value at Work, a movement of over 2,000 organizations in 27 states, including the Pennsylvania chapter. Chavin says during the pandemic, more than 30 million workers lacked access to any paid sick time, and introducing a Restaurant Workers Bill of Rights in Congress could help change that. The Restaurant Workers Bill of Rights will ensure that all restaurant workers will be entitled to time to rest, time to heal, and time to live with the security of continued income and a job to come back to. We can create a world with an economy based on care, equity, and respect. She adds, months of outreach to restaurant workers across the U.S. helped determine what went into the document. According to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, close to 400,000 people work in food service in Pennsylvania. Now from NBC News, a 5.1 magnitude earthquake rattled the San Francisco Bay Area, including San Jose and its Silicon Valley, on Tuesday. That triggered alerts on tens of thousands of cell phones. Despite all the shaking reported in a region that is home to nearly 5 million people, there were no immediate reports of injuries or significant damage. A retired U.S. Geological Survey seismologist told NBC News it was the largest earthquake in the Bay Area in 15 years. This is PNS. When families began receiving expanded child tax credit payments during the pandemic, the extra family income lifted almost 4 million kids out of poverty. But when the payments stopped, child poverty increased by more than 40%. In Utah, just a year after the monthly payment stopped, the number of families with children reporting food insecurity increased by 74%. Gina Cornea with the group Utahns Against Hunger thinks lawmakers should reinstate the 300 to $360 per child payments, especially with inflation near double digits. 
with the price of food and with the price of gas and all of these other financial pressures these families are feeling, reinstating the monthly child tax credit would really help ease those economic concerns for families. Congress debated restoring the payments earlier in the current session, but negotiations stalled after conservative lawmakers claimed they contributed to inflation and demanded that work requirements be added to the program. Political observers say it's unlikely the expanded child tax credit will be restored this year. Mark Richardson reporting. And as National Disability Employment Awareness Month comes to a close, New Yorkers find there's more to do beyond October. According to the U.S. Department of Labor, the unemployment rate for people with disabilities is double that of those without disabilities. Dr. Sharon McLennan-Weir is with the Center for Independence of the Disabled in New York. For some reason, if you don't have a disability and you come across someone who has an obvious disability, meaning that you can see it, it's not a hidden disability, you say to yourself that initial thought of, oh my God, I can't believe that they're doing A, B, and C, because you can't fathom how that would be if you had that same situation. Other challenges include making sure businesses understand the Americans with Disabilities Act and how to provide their employees with disabilities what's needed to perform their jobs. Finally, Edwin J. Vieira tells us the Montana Land Board has approved acquiring a new piece of land to become a wildlife management area. Montana Fish, Wildlife, and Parks has cited the lack of public access to the mountains as a primary factor for an elk population that's 900% over-objective. Initially, the land belonged to Forrest Allen of Cody, Wyoming, and it was donated after his death in 2019 to a children's hospital. Local rancher Dick Raths describes how this parcel of land went from being privately owned to its current status. Forrest Allen willed the land to Sugar Children's Hospital in Helena, long-time facility for children in need in Montana, and he also stipulated that he would like to see that land become a resource for the public. This is by Clifford for Public News Service, member endlessly supported, but on radio stations big and small, find our trust indicators at publicnewsservice.org. Happy Hump Day. Russell here welcoming you to Roaring Light, your daily dose of Michiana happenings and Christian independent artist music. Right after the weather we will debut a new song by Vertical Perspective called Unselfish Act of Love. Reminder that Michiana 101 returns Thursday with Sylvia Stark and Keith posted a new Ukraine war report yesterday. Please please pray for our world. Now the weather forecast. Wednesday. Showers, mainly before 11am, high near 51. Northwest wind 15 to 20 miles per hour, with gusts as high as 35 miles per hour. Chance of precipitation is 90%. New precipitation amounts between a tenth and quarter of an inch possible. Wednesday night. Partly cloudy, with a low around 35. Northwest wind 5 to 10 miles per hour becoming northeast after midnight. Thursday. Mostly sunny, with a high near 53. Calm wind becoming east around 5 miles per hour in the morning. Selfless sacrifice When you gave the gift of life You 
were the answer to those on their knees. The grace that you have shown cannot be measured. At a time when death took those you love so dear, the death would never know how from your kindness life would flow. This miracle would come every fear You have loved a total stranger In your darkest hour pain It is a wonderful reminder That there is hope beyond the grave And you can't begin to fathom The depth of what you've done how you changed the lives of families through the unselfish act of love. Yeah, the future of all those you helped are brighter, and their lives are filled with the joy of a brand new song.
pilgrim way, leaning on the everlasting arms. Oh, how bright the path grows from day to day, leaning on the everlasting arms. Leading on, leading, safe and secure from all alarms.
I'm Pastor Joel of Harp City Church. Friends, do you realize that Satan has a plan for your life? What's his plan, Joel? To make us as miserable as himself and ultimately to kill us. This is why Peter says in 1 Peter 5.8, Be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy the devil prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. We hear from Peter that the devil, Satan, is like a lion. And a particular strategy of a lion is to isolate his prey with a plan on devouring them. And he's been like this from the beginning, even though he shows up as a serpent in Genesis 3. You see, his hatred of God makes us a particular target because we have been made in God's image. We've been granted a singular privilege. See Genesis 1, 26 and 27. The devil hates God, so he make, hates us because we're made in God's likeness. He wants nothing more than to destroy you and I, our family, our neighbors, our friends. I say this in the wake of a woman that I knew who committed suicide this week. I find few things more tragic than hearing that someone took their own life. And I fully know that such an incident is a complicated matter with many factors involved. But let me ask you. Who do you think encouraged her action as she made that decision all alone? I hope to make us increasingly aware of how the devil operates and his tactics have not changed since the Garden of Eden where he makes his first appearance. The devil said to the woman in Genesis 3.1, Did God really say you must not eat from any tree in the garden? The woman said to the serpent, We may eat fruit from the trees in the garden, but God did say, you must not eat fruit from the tree that is in the middle of the garden, and you must not touch it, or you will die. And Satan answered her in verse 4, You will not certainly die, for God knows that when you eat from it, your eyes will be opened, and you'll be like God, knowing good and evil. After questioning God's word, did you hear the first statement ever spoken by the devil? It was a lie, a lie that told her she would not die contrary to what God had said. And friend, did you notice that the devil told the lie while the woman was isolated? Do you realize that you and everyone is in danger from the devil when we're isolated? The devil seeks to tempt us in situations when we're by ourselves. Friends, the woman should have consulted her husband. Better, she should have called out to God. What she shouldn't have done was continue in a conversation with a being that from the get-go was challenging God's word. When we go there and when we go it alone, when we don't call out to God, we're choosing to engage with temptation on the devil's turf, on his terms. You see, he wants us to be autonomous. He wants us to make decisions apart from the God who made us and the world we live in. He wants us to take up his plan for our life to go down that same path he did. After all, he did the same thing when he rebelled against God and fell from heaven. And we know misery loves company. And there's no end to this lion's appetite for company. I don't know if the devil said to this woman who took her life, did God really say 
though she did know it was wrong to destroy the gift of life God had given her. I suspect he said some deceiving words, maybe like this. This pain is proof that God doesn't care about your happiness. Or maybe, the pain is so bad, and God wouldn't want you to be in pain, would he? Maybe he added, don't you want to provide your family some relief? I mean, your condition has made you such a burden. It would be a kindness to them. You're not really of any value to anyone. And sadly, in her isolation, she believed, took the action, and the devil rejoiced. Friends, I have no reason to believe this woman desired to traumatize her family with her drastic action. Family and friends are in shock. They're full of questions, wondering why we didn't know it got so bad. I wish she had spoken to others about her thoughts so that they could have told her how much she meant to them, that her absence in the world was the opposite of a kindness to them. Much less do I think this woman was considering what this action meant in light of eternity. The fact is, friends, God does care about our happiness and our suffering, our pain. In fact, our God is the only God who entered into humanity's pain so that we might have happiness. Jesus on the cross is the only reason I can call out to God in my suffering and trust that he not only understands, but cared enough to die so that I might be able to live. Friends, I encourage you not to be isolated. You can reach out to me or reach out to another local pastor or Christian you know. And friends, I want to encourage us all to be there for others. Let's not let folks be isolated. Let's be sober. Let's keep an ear and an eye out for warning signs. Let's not let the devil do the talking to those around us. He's prowling because he knows we are so unique, made next to God. My friends, remember who you are and who you belong to. While the most extreme impacts of the pandemic have eased, the demand at Indiana food banks has not. Indiana pork producers and Feeding Indiana's Hungry have an ongoing Million Meals program to attempt to provide one million meals a year to Hoosiers in need. The effort seeks to include protein with those meals in the form of fresh and frozen ground pork provided on an ongoing basis. Jeanette Merritt with Indiana Pork says it's difficult for food pantries to get protein. Protein is one of the harder things to source for food pantries, and so that's always something that's in demand and tends to go quickly when they have it available to them. Merritt says that in addition to the expense of protein, storage is also a challenge. She said Indiana Pork has worked through Feeding Indiana's Hungry to improve freezer space at some food pantries. Despite the hopes of advocates that the lessening impact of the pandemic would reduce demand, Julio Alonzo with Hoosier Hills Food Bank says its partner agencies currently are seeing higher demand than this time last year. We just completed a pulse survey of our partner agencies, and 72% of them said their numbers are higher right now than they were last year, and 70% of them reported that their number of clients is increasing. Alonzo says the generosity seen at the height of the pandemic meant that all its agencies were reporting they were getting enough food from the food banks, but now that number has fallen to 58%. Even though COVID has ebbed somewhat, and that's not the headline issue anymore, there are lingering effects 
from it, whether you include this latest inflation as part of that or not, there are still a lot of people out there struggling, and this emergency food system is very much still needed. Donations to the Million Meals program can be made at feedingindianashungry.org. For Indiana News Service, I'm Brett Pivato. Find our eight trust indicators to support transparency and accuracy at publicnewsservice.org. Open enrollment season for health insurance is upon us, and Hoosiers who want to get the right kinds of coverage have a lot to consider. More than half a million people in Indiana are uninsured. The health insurance marketplace open enrollment period begins November 1st and continues through January 15th. That's a busy time for most people, and Indiana residents have up to five insurance providers to choose from depending on the county where they live. Dr. Rhonda Randall with United Healthcare says it's important to spend some time during research when deciding on on coverage. You want to make sure you set aside some dedicated time to really understand and compare those benefits. You don't want this to be a decision you're making with not a lot of time or maybe worse to forget it's time to make a decision and then be locked into your current coverage. Subsidies for people with incomes less than 400 percent of the federal poverty level will once again be in effect. They've been extended through 2025 as part of the Inflation Reduction Act. That caps the monthly premium for those families at no more than eight and a half percent of household income. Looking at the 2023 health insurance marketplace for Indiana, monthly premiums for an individual plan average just under $600. That represents a 5.7% increase over this year's rate. And with different plans at different price points, Randall says figuring out what you will need and won't need from your health plan is critical. Some things to consider are prescription drug benefits, mental health coverage, specialty benefits, things like dental, vision, hearing, critical illness and insurance and others that may be available as well. Randall adds it's also a good idea to learn some basic insurance terminology. Also make sure that you're looking at those things like your out-of-pocket costs and having a good understanding of what those insurance terms mean, like co-pays, co-insurance, premiums, deductibles, and more. Indiana residents can purchase insurance through the federal exchange at healthcare.gov. For Indiana News Service, I'm Brett Pivato. Find our eight trust indicators to support transparency and accuracy at publicnewsservice.org. Baylor University's basketball coach says players accepting Christ is more exciting than winning any game. This is truth itself. In a new video series released by the Religious Freedom Institute, Baylor University's men's basketball coach addressed how winning the game of life matters more than championship titles, trophies, or fame. Baylor Bears head coach Scott Drew said, All that matters is when I get to those gates, God's not going to say, what was your record? How many players did you help get to the pros? How many championships did you win? So at the end of the day, I'm making sure the players are winning the game of life. Drew's interview with RFI is the first in the video series that features Americans from different religious traditions and walks of life witnessing to how they exercise their faith in all areas of life and why religious freedom is essential. In 2003, Drew inherited the Baylor Bears during a time when the basketball program was under scrutiny and scandal. From that point on, the program was described as the most dramatic turnaround in college basketball history. But that's not what Drew is most excited about. In the interview, he said, Seeing the spiritual growth, players who accept Christ, players who may be prayed for the first time with the team, players who get baptized, players who come back and get Bible studies and go to church. And you know that's what's really exciting. Last year, Drew led the team to their first NCAA National Championship title. 
He said of the Baylor program, We have been a Christ-centered program, and that is our foundation. Timothy Kroll from the Helios Projects says that we've been called to train 3,000 untrained pastors around the world who have absolutely no Bible or theology training due to the fact they can't afford it. He said, so far, we have less than 1,000 who are waiting for training this year. Pray that we reach this goal. At trainapastor.com, $150 trains three pastors. That's trainapastor.com. You can see these stories and more on our website, truthitself.com. Truth Itself, news that impacts your faith, family, and country. Looking for a very warm and friendly church to attend? Come to Elkhart Bethel UMC at Michigan and Simonton Streets. Sunday Hymns Worship is at 9 a.m. followed by Cookie Fellowship and Sunday School. Here is another student tip reminder. You have a great school year if you listen well. If you don't get anything right away, don't give up, just keep trying. Learn to make some friends. Look for common interests, get to know your classmates, because the best way to make friends is to be a good friend. Good luck. Close my eyes to this dream, praying God's peace for me on this lease of life that he's given me. I remind myself, you're in a better place, free from worry, pain, and no suffering. Looks like earth lost a name. I'll get to see you someday Thinking about the days Remembering your gaze Someday We'll sing about the days Of all the games we played Someday Walk in heaven's maze Like we're on holiday Someday Look towards sunny days When we can laugh again Someday to look into your face I used to watch how you live It's true love like Jesus did No strings attached like a perfect match mm -hmm. I hope I live like you Joyfulness too Like a flame ignite Burning through the night Heaven's promise to me I'll get to see you someday Thinking about the days Remembering your days Someday We'll sing about the days Of all the games we played Someday Like we're on holiday someday We'll look for sunny days When we can laugh again someday Oh, I'll get to look into your face Goodbyes on earth may seem so long Like a turn 
some days, some weeks, some months, some years will go by, but I wait, I wait. I'll get to see you someday. Thinking about the days, remembering your gaze someday. We'll sing about the days of all the games we played someday. We'll walk in heaven's maze like we're on holiday someday. We'll look towards sunny days when we can laugh again someday. Oh, I'll get to look into your face. I'll get to look into your face You did it all You gave your life for me You did it all That day at Calvary You did it all That day You're all you gave For all the world to see You are everything That true love should be You did it all for me You saved my soul And you set me free You did it all You gave your life for me You did it all You set my spirit free You did it all For me me free you did it all 
Seems so hard to believe When the faith seems so lost and out of reach When I feel I can't go on and I cannot see That's when I need you, God, to rescue me Cause God, I'm hungry
When the stress is on the rise and I can't deal When I struggle day to day to keep it real When you show me life with you is more than how I feel That's when I know the God you can heal Cause God I'm
chains that used to hold me no longer control me since there's a change in me. Since you came into my life, I've been born again. And I will do everything I can for him. I will use the rest of my life to help the ones I can. Now that you are in my life, let the fun begin. And I will live every day to let the whole world see that I Sins have been forgiven. I can finally start living now that the Lord has set me free. All the chains that used to hold me no longer control me. Now there's a change in me, and I will live every day to let this whole world see. I'm not the same man that I used to be All my sins have been forgiven I can finally start living Now that the Lord has set me free All the chains that used to hold me No longer control me Now there's a change in me all the chains that used to hold me no longer control me. Now there's a change in me. Happy Friday. I'm Joel of Heart City Church. Welcome again to Happy and Whole in Him. We spent the last couple weeks talking about how we feel, our emotions. God made us emotional creatures because God is an emotional God. God grieves. God gets jealous. God even rejoices over us. Zephaniah 3.17 We reflect God's image when we're rightly emotive. God gifted us with emotions to move us towards Him and towards others, which is why you find the word motion in it. Emotions are like homing beacons meant to draw us to God. When we receive a blessing, the gratitude we feel should lead us to love God more and to rejoice in Him. We feel grief over the loss of a loved one. Here's an invitation to go to God with your sorrow, because you live in a broken world. Of course, we're not always moving in the right direction when feelings arise. We're not always emotionally mature, so we need to examine why we feel the way we feel. And it always comes down to what we love. We can see emotions are servants that reveal what it is that we love. A mother gets angry when her child runs into the street because she loves him. A child will get angry when her lollipop falls in the dirt because she loves sugar. And that's okay. It's appropriate to be angry over this loss. 
until her anger turns on her little brother who happens to be enjoying his taste of heaven. Then it reveals that she loves the candy more than the person made in God's image. So you see, by examining our emotions, we can see if we're doing well, if we are loving what God loves. Of course, sometimes our feelings are more complicated. It's hard to know what's going on. And the reason is we love so many things. I can be on my way to work and get angry at a slow driver because I love to be to work on time. But right before I was a bit sad because the song on the radio triggered a memory of a loved one who died. Uh, plus I was a bit sick, so I've just been irritable. Moments later I turn on the road and I'm amazed as I see a beautiful sunrise. And I remember it's Friday and suddenly I'm a little bit happier. It can be hard to know exactly what is going on at any given moment because we're very complex creatures in a complex world. But it is okay to have mixed emotions. Even Jesus did. In Matthew 23, Jesus is very angry, denouncing religious leaders with a series of woes. And suddenly, his emotions change. The next thing Jesus says is this, verse 37. Jerusalem, Jerusalem, you who kill the prophets and stone those sent to you, how often I have longed to gather your children together as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings, and you were not willing. Look, your house has left you desolate, for I tell you, you will not see me again until you say, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. You see, Jesus goes from great anger to deep sorrow, which is actually mixed with anger. And this is proper. Mixed emotions are the right way to be in a mixed up world. Just because all things work out together for good, Romans 8.28, doesn't mean we should feel happy when we see muck being slung all over on God's handiwork. So as we conclude our time of thinking about emotions, I want to encourage you to see your emotions as prompts to move you towards God, to pour out your heart to the Lord because He cares for you. Tell Jesus how you feel. Jesus is God, so not only can he handle it, but he invites you to come when you are weary and burdened. Jesus says, Come, I am gentle and lowly in heart. Matthew eleven twenty-eight through 30 Jesus is telling us he is the most understanding and accessible person in the universe. And lastly, I would encourage you to learn how to be vulnerable about how you're feeling with others. And that can be a hard and scary thing. Vulnerable literally means able to wound. You give people the ability to wound you when you share what's going on in your heart. So there is some wisdom in this because some folks can't handle this or they may even hurt you. So know who you're engaging with and proceed with caution when you're unsure of the response, but do proceed. Instead of stuffing it down or overreacting to someone who may have no clue how they've impacted you, Share how you feel gently with another person. Because when you do, you create bridges by which you can be known. And you can also learn how to better understand and love others. We live in a community where there are plenty of walls and divisions. And not enough bridges connecting us. So let us pray that we will grow in emotional maturity. That God might be glorified in us. Let's pray. Father, thank you for loving us. And making us your children. We marvel over your affection, that you rejoice over us when we take in just how much you care. Forgive us for the times we do not rejoice in what you rejoice in, 
and when we don't weep over what grieves your heart. Grant that by your Spirit, your Son might take an even more active role in our lives as we grow in our trust of you and in our sympathetic Savior. Amen.